everyone, Jacqueline Jensen here, part of the first YFE Vegas Tech branch um, of Young Female Entrepreneurs. I'm founder and COO of a company called TicketCake.com. We help event organizers sell more tickets online and track their advertising efforts. Um, we were one of the first companies to relocate to downtown Las Vegas to be part of Tony Shea's CEO of Zappos um, downtown project, which is a $350 million revitalization of downtown Las Vegas. Um, we've been here about a year, my team of three founders, and we love the Vegas tech community. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jackie M. Jensen. And like I said, this is our first episode. We'll be streaming live the first and third Wednesday of each month. Um, and today I'm coming to you live from the Innovation Center, which is a co-working space in Las Vegas that our Ticket Cake team um, will often work out of. It's a one-of-a-kind public and private business collaboration and co-working environment that was created by Switch. And the mission is to boost diversity of Nevada's economy. And feel free to email me, Jackie, at TicketCake.com to get more information about coming by to co-work with our team and to tour the facility. Um, so I wanted to first start by introducing Young Female Entrepreneurs and what it is. Um, Young Female Entrepreneurs is an online platform and it connects entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s with new people, brands, and headlines to help them start and grow businesses. The YFE mission is to help young women on their path to profitable business while building a, a collective reputation that is philanthropic, successful, multifaceted, and, collab and collaborative. Jennifer Dono is the um, host and the founder. And at 28, Jen was featured as a champion of change by the White House for her work with young female entrepreneurs and FASCO in the Change Generation series. Now, I first met Jennifer when I was at a women's leadership conference in Seattle. Jennifer and I both spoke. In fact, she was right before me. And we met in March 2013. And then Jennifer invited me to be on the Young Female Entrepreneurs uh, live stream for episode 58 in April 2013. Now Jennifer's decided to expand what's happening online with Young Female Entrepreneurs to different cities. And she approached me about maybe doing this for Vegas Tech. And I was really excited um, and wanted to bring what she's doing kind of on a national level down to um, Goss, and she's the chief marketing officer of a company called Tracky.com. Jennifer is the CMO of Tracky, um, an, open, an open social collaboration platform. She's worked with numerous startups and has helped raise millions in funding and is a co-investor of a patented search technology. Jennifer is ap um, active, as we all know, in the rapidly growing Vegas tech community and um, she's a startup co-founder, speaker, advisor, event coordinator, and facilitator. She's passionate about facilitating more meaningful connections and productive collaboration, and loves that she gets to do that on a daily basis. Um, Jennifer was one of the first people that our team met when we came to visit downtown Las Vegas in February 2012. We actually attended Tracky's launch party at the former Mike Tyson mansion, um, an awesome party. And Jennifer and I, quickly found that we both share a passion for connecting with um, other entrepreneurs. And I wanted to ask Jennifer today, first question, why does she like connecting with fellow entrepreneurs? What value does she find um, in meeting other entrepreneurs, hearing their story, and how would she suggest that other entrepreneurs 
connect with each other. We often hear, um, I don't know how to find other entrepreneurs, and if I do, how do I approach them? So welcome, Jennifer, and that's my first question for you. Thank you so much, Jackie. I really appreciate being here. Um, and I love this concept, by the way, of young female entrepreneurs really coming together as a community and helping support one another. So I thank Jennifer as well for um, initiating this. It is a fantastic uh, project in a community that's being developed. So um, I'm happy to be here. And I think that's a great question, Jackie. Um, and by the way, Jackie, um, for those that are not in Vegas Tech, I just have to say that she is doing fantastic things here. I mean, like she said, they did move their company here last year and right away they got really involved in the community and it was really all about what they could give back right from the start. Um, so Jackie has been a true you know, female leader here in the community in Vegas Tech and um, has a lot to give and a lot to share. Um, and so it really does tie in actually with the question because for me, it's a really big topic. I think that the concept of networking is something in the business world that everyone knows about and thinks that they need to do, but it's it can be kind of haphazard in how you go about it unless you have a strategy. And I think there's so much to be learned and gained from being part of communities and networks. Um, but I have kind of like three keys that I try to have kind of govern my involvement um, and this community is, is kind of you know a good example of that. Um, one of them is I think that you really have to go into networking with other entrepreneurs or maybe in a community or other projects with the right intent. And by that I mean that you shouldn't go just to go get business cards or just try to go get business. Um, hopefully that's going to be a logical outcome of your efforts, but I think going with the right is really going and seeing what you can offer to a community, um, to an organization, um, or whatever it might be. And, and it could just be service, it could be you know social media and retweets, it, it could be actual knowledge sharing or whatever it might be. But I think Jackie, you've, you've done a great job with that. I think um, you and your co-founders came to Las Vegas with the intent to be part of the community and to help, not just to see what you can get out of it. Um, and another part is really authenticity, you know, being who you are, um, going into it not with some persona that you think you should have, but rather, you know, being really, again, with the right intent, it's going to be easier to be your true self. Um, and then looking for other people within that community or other entrepreneurs that share that same passion for authenticity and maybe, you know, my passion is getting things done and meaningful conversations and productive collaboration. So I'm always looking for people that kind of share that same passion. And I think, you know, Jackie, that's why you and I kind of connected too. Um, and then, you know, finally, um, when you are looking to network and find other um, people that can help on your own entrepreneurial journey, um, building a business, um, maybe starting a cause or whatever it might be. Um, it's also important not to spread yourself too thin. So my advice is to find your niche. Um, sometimes it's not just like being all the things for all the entrepreneurs or all the startups. It's about young female entrepreneurs. I mean, that's a niche and there's probably even niches within um, you know, this community where you're finding people that maybe have different interests like, you know, being humanitarian or cause oriented or maybe it's being a female software engineer and that's kind of a, unfortunately, a rare thing. So you want to find the other female software en engineers 
Um, those are kind of like how I look at, you know, the value of connecting, finding other people that you um, share the same values and passions with, and then kind of having a strategy um, on how you go about it. In the end, I think when you do, you really will get a lot more out of the community because you're putting more in and it's that authentic, you know, giving um, sensibility that you had going into it. That's awesome advice. Thanks. Really great advice, Jennifer. Um, so my next question, uh, hopefully you'll love, is I want to know more about Tracky and how it got started, who's on the team, and what big problem does Tracky solve? Yes, I do love that question. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, Tracky, as you mentioned, it is open social collaboration. Um, what we're trying to solve is really that typically getting things done has to do with teams and companies and kind of corporate walls having to do with project management. With what we're, we're all now connected with social media, um, we tend to, of course, connect with humans more than technology or machines or things. Um, so we're trying to take basically project management and productivity outside of the box and make it much more social in nature. Um, again, typically project management is really about you know working with my team, whereas we're letting you work with other people that could be halfway around the world, but maybe you're working towards a shared goal or project. Um, our, our tagline is connect, collaborate, and share. And the platform is designed to do all those things um, as well as let you do kind of all the things within one place. And by that I mean um, it's definitely task management. So all of those typical tools are within tracking. But there's also your calendar, um, instant messaging, uh, document sharing and file collaboration, you know, connection with uh, Google Drive and Office 365 for document collaboration. Um, there's public and private groups, there's public and private profiles, and there's also the ability to share the information that, you know, maybe it's your tasks, your projects, or even you could write a blog post within Tracky and socially share that out from within the platform. So we're trying to simplify your life, simplify the process of getting things done, but make it much more social, oriented around people, and very community oriented. So it should feel more fun, like you should be able to have more fun while you're getting things done, and that's something that I believe in. Um, and I really um, have seen it happen a lot. So I think, you know, Jackie, we've worked together within Tracky right. um, on different projects like, uh, you know, the Vegas Tech going down to South by Southwest this year. Right. Um, it was a fun project. There was, you know, 60 some people in there that were actually helping to organize the entire initiative. Um, all from different companies, we're all in there for free, um, you know, people are finding their niches, I'm a developer, I'm a designer, I can help organize, I can drive, you know, whatever it might be, and the volunteering and then the, the whole scheduling aspect of what that, that kind of project entails. Um, of course, it's great for companies, but we're really passionate about, um, you know, connecting people that typically could not work together within a, the same project management plas, platform because there'd be too much sharing. So you don't want to invite someone into um, a project that has maybe some critical, um, you know, uh, proprietary information, but yet you don't want to just go back to email 
to collaborate with them. We're trying to bridge all of that, say, selectively share information to the appropriate parties, even go globally if you want to, but you can do it all within this one platform for free. Awesome. So awesome. And for all of you that were watching, wasn't that an awesome tour of tracky.com? I mean, it's, it's a really robust platform. Like Jennifer said, we used it to plan um, for 60 people to attend South by Southwest in, in 2013. And um, we couldn't have done that over email and we couldn't find a time where 60 people could meet in a room. So Tracky was vital to getting everyone organized and getting everyone on the same page. Um, so thanks for sharing that example, Jennifer. Uh, next, I wanted to talk about the Wachatu Playground web conferencing integration um, that you're working on for social publishing. And I wanted to know what that is and why you decided to build that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, again, with our concept of, you know, a single, we realized that web conferencing, video conferencing is something that, you know, a lot of us are doing more and more of. Um, so you kind of have that face time, um, you know, while you're working on projects. And we really like that Watchitu has a full suite of video conferencing products that range from the free, which is the playground integration that we've done, all the way up to their, their live streaming, you know, global type platforms um, for real time video content sharing. So we thought it was a good partnership. We like what they're doing really with a number of projects and, and companies. So now within Tracky, you can actually um, start a meeting and you basically just start, um, it, it accesses your webcam and anyone that's within that track will be in a, in a live stream with you um, up to 11 people for free. And then of course you have your project that you're working on. So all of your files and your to-dos and um, all of that is going on within the same context of that video meeting. So we think that's hopefully a more productive way to get things done and, and we are getting some really good feedback from our users on it. So it kind of goes along the lines of, you know, that we want to simplify your, your workflow, your processes, and we think it's, you know, a great integration and it really hasn't been done really much before. I mean, this whole, you know, doing everything instead of using nine different platforms to do all of this work and all of these tasks, just using one. Um, so we're excited to bring the video conferencing side of it into, into Tracky um, and see what, so see what people do with it, really. I mean, you know, team meetings, client meetings, um, project collaboration all make a lot of sense for this kind of integration. Very cool. I'm excited to use that. Uh, so what I did that was a little bit different, and I'm trying to see if it'll work, is I used a local Vegas tech startup called Asktit. So it's A-S-K-D dot I-T. And you can ask a question and get some responses. So I put out there, I'm interviewing Jennifer Goss. Who has questions? Let me know what they are. And we had two really awesome questions. So I'll start with the first one. It's from Ryan Lee Cox, um, at Ryan Lee Cox, and he's in, um, Indiana, and he asked, what's the biggest productivity myth you see on a daily basis? <laughs> this is a good question, actually. Um, my answers probably are not that original, but I have to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with two, okay? So not just one. Um, the first one I'm gonna say is multitasking. And we might groan because I think a lot of us are addicted to multitasking, myself included. Um, 
it is something that we're actually more apt to do these days because of technology, of course, and because we've tricked ourselves into thinking that the more things that we can currently do, the more productive we must be. And it's actually a lie. So we're lying to ourselves because only 3% of the population can effectively multitask. Wow. And that means, <laughs> that means that the rest of us are kind of screwing up. And it's actually this, um, this, this thing that creates stress in the body. So when you're multitasking, you're actually, your body's pumping out more cortisol, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, the stress hormone, <laughs> which yeah. can lead to health problems and so on. And I'm not, I'm not telling people that, you know, you're all going to get sick because you're multitasking. I'm just saying that um, maybe we should hone in and focus on one great thing at one time and we'd actually be more productive in the long run. So that's why, another reason why I do love love tracking or whatever it, you, it, it is that you use. I mean, find something where those ideas and those, maybe you're reading articles online and you're seeing tweets and you're like, I gotta go research that or that, that gives me a great idea for a marketing campaign or maybe I need to incorporate that into my business. Instead of like going and researching off on that tangent, find a place to put it. You know, for me, I have my notes to self and my research tracks um, and tracky, and I'm storing that kind of stuff so that I can go back to it at a later time, and I'm not letting it kind of take my mental space, you know, when I need to be doing something else. So yeah. multitasking is a big one. Um, I'm trying to break that habit with myself, by the way, so I, I'm not saying I perfected uh, the non-multitasking life what at all, but... Um, You're not part of the 3% that can do it? I've taken I a test online recently and apparently I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's verified. So in all honesty, I guess no. Okay. I have to be honest. But the other thing is email. I wanted to say it first, you know, but a lot of people are addicted to it and I completely understand. I mean, it is the ubiquitous platform, and uh, but it's 40 years old. So I think it's time that we migrate to systems and platforms that are actually built you know, for our very fast, very, um, you know, multi-tiered life. And uh, so email, actually, some stats say that we're spending like upwards of 30% of the day in email, and then an additional 20% of the day, we we actually, because of email, we're trying to find files um, that people have asked for, and then we're trying to find people that can help us get the tasks done that were assigned via email. So there you go, that's where half your days is days going. And, um, you know, it's just, if you think that you're in email, I'm checking email all day, um, and therefore I'm getting stuff done, it's probably not true. You need to probably find a better way. Segmenting your time sometimes works. Maybe migrating out of, you know, email to use other platforms that are more productivity oriented. Um, that would be my recommendation. It's not just me saying it because of tracking. I mean, there's a lot of research on this stuff, but... Yeah, well, those are two really good myths to bust. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, the next question that came in was from Micah, and um, Micah's at MicahLC on Twitter. And Micah asks, what kind of ventures do you want to see come out of the Vegas tech scene that aren't happening yet? That's a great question as well. Um, I think Vegas Tech is, even though it's a couple of years old now, it's still sort of in its infancy. I think there's a lot of opportunity um, down the pipeline for us. And there's a couple things, a couple of veins. One is that I would hope that 
this can become a bit more of a truly um, sustainable startup or an entrepreneurial community. And by that, um, there's so much going on. Downtown Project rocks, obviously. Um, you know, there's a lot with the startup community, but we do need um, more of the infrastructure to support startups. And I would hope that we can have some near-term wins in terms of the startups that are here in Las Vegas um, that would be, you know, have a certain level of success that would then make, for instance, more Silicon Valley type um, funds um, and investment come here as along with some of the structure that is associated with um, better established communities. Um, because, you know, our hope really is to diversify the economy here. So, you know, with bigger companies, more successful companies, comes more jobs, more hiring, um, you know, more diversity for the economy for the long term. But another thing that I'm kind of passionate about would be like social good and humanitarian type projects. So recently I heard about um, a company that I believe is national, but they're setting up shop here locally and they're actually um, a network that gives aid to at-risk teens that are caught in a crime, like a misdemeanor. And the statistics show that um, once that happens, you tend to spend most of the rest of your life in correctional institutions or in and out of them. And your prospects for a successful um, you know, career and sort of stable life are greatly diminished. So I think that's a great you know, the information I didn't know about, but makes a lot of sense. And if something, you know, those types of local uh, regional, national, and even global campaigns, and of course, there's plenty of causes to to help out to solve. I'd love to see more of that social good happening here too. Yeah, I agree. That's great. Well, Jennifer, I, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, really great to see you again, and and thank you, and um, you know, you and your entire team for what you guys have done for me personally, welcoming me into the Vegas tech community and welcoming our team and helping grow our business. Um, we, we owe a debt of gratitude to you and I, I really appreciate everything you've done. Um, so the next episode that we will have is on Wednesday, July 3rd. We're gonna stream live again at four o'clock um, p.m. Pacific time and I'll be interviewing Krista Castellarian and she will be talking about women in business, entrepreneurs organization, um, otherwise known as EO, which is um, an organization that brings together entrepreneurs and she'll also talk about failing forward. And from now until July 3rd, if you have any questions that you want to ask Krista, go to askdit, that's A-S-K-D dot I-T. Um, slash ask Krista, K-R-I-S-T-A. And I'd love to hear what you guys want to ask Krista, and I'm excited to have her on for the second episode. So that wraps up episode one. Thanks to the guest again, Jennifer Goss, and hope to see you guys again soon on the next episode on July 3rd. Thanks. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye.